with so many different personalities and characters in our family, how do we stay unified? That's the topic we're gonna to be looking at today. Stay with us. Welcome to The Home Place. My name is Paul. This is my wifey, Carolyn. And today we're talking about keys to family unity. I, I like this lesson because we're going to dive into this very practically. Mm -hmm. It's an excellent lesson. Mm -hmm. uh, last week, you might remember that we had um, uh, the Song of Solomon and we were looking at marital intimacy. And some of you might have found that a little bit more challenging. This one, I think you're going to enjoy. Very tangible scriptures, very, uh, very precise. Right. So let's. Uh, so I was just going to say the common thing with all these various dispositions and personalities within our families, the common thing is self. We've all got one right. and it shows its, its self in many different ways in family life. So what do you mean by self? What you, I mean, we use that word, but right. if you had to explain that to a complete stranger, what would you say? It's that thing inside that wants what you want, irrespective of what anybody else wants. Right, right. And left to yourself, you'll do whatever you can do to get it too. Right. Uh, okay, let's let's dive into Sunday. Sunday was Christ the center. I've got a scripture here that I, I think just really lays the foundation for how we can have unity in the family. It says, uh, this is Paul, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Some translations say new creature. Mm -hmm. uh, old things have passed away. That would be old habits, old dispositions, old ways of reacting. Behold, all things have become new. Mm -hmm. If that, if we have not had that experience, then it's going to make unity in the family a lot more difficult. And we've got some quotes later on, actually, that will show that it's pretty much impossible mm -hmm. to have unity in the family unless we are willing to center around Christ. And to reflect his character in our families and in our own hearts, because we can't necessarily make it, I can't make it reflect in you. Right. I can only go to him and seek for that in my own life. But as we reflect that and radiate that within the family, it's kind of catching. Yes, definitely. It's infectious. Definitely. You know, believing all the same thing, if we all believe mm -hmm. the same truth, you know, maybe we all go to the same church, that is good but it's not good enough <laughs> uh, because uh, you know as well as I do there's lots of churches that have split and split again I mean some, again. De some denominations you know they've got like 15 20 different fractions of the same denomination and they all believe pretty much the same so it's not just believing the same stuff it's actually living it out um, I, an, an illustration that I love is this I've got it up on the screen here this is an old cartwheel mm -hmm. um, and if you imagine Christ as the hub, Christ as the center, uh, and each of us is a spoke, and the whole wheel obviously is a family, then of course this family has, I don't know, what's that, about 10, 12 children. <laughs> but if you imagine each one of us is a spoke, the closer that spoke gets to the center, the closer it is to Christ, 
and obviously the closer it is to each other. The other thing about this is that you have to go halfway down the spoke before you're really hardly anywhere nearer the next person. So <laughs> it, it's, it can't, you can't just say, oh, I'm closer to Christ now by like that much. Our family should be perfectly united. And looking at that image there, if you move one inch down the spoke, you're still a long way apart. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. we've got to come close to Christ. All things have got to be made new, mm -hmm. and then we're much closer to the hub. That that is a it's a great illustration. One and that... I I really like this illustration because I remember us discussing this illustration back when we were engaged. Is that and right? And I headed <laughs> off to Africa, and we were far far apart in terms of physical proximity, but we realized that if we both kept close to Christ in that time of absence from one another, right. we would keep close to each other. And how much more true is it once you've got children involved? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're, we're going to go on to... I, before we do, there's a quote okay. I want to read. Alrighty, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. In the lesson, um, down in the, in the um, extra reading, there was this one sentence and it said from Adventist Tome 179, it says, the closer we come to Christ, the nearer we shall be to one another. Isn't it's that, just, that, that's what it the just was sums it up. Yeah. So our aim, of course, is to be close to one another, but another way of getting there is by being close to Christ, and then it will happen. Right. We won't have to kind of make it, manufacture it. Right, right. Okay, Monday was becoming one, or becoming unified through his love. Mm -hmm. And I really, really appreciate that the authors of the lesson made the love here a central theme because that's what it boils down right, to. Right, that is the key at uh, the end of the day. Yeah, you can't have unity without love. No. I mean, there's, there's just... So let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, just real briefly. Mm -hmm. That's often called the love chapter. Mm -hmm. Of course, this is... And a, I really enjoyed... I, <laughs> we laugh about this because my hubby will talk and the only way for me to say a whole lot is to interrupt him. So I just do. <laughs> and she, she has my full permission to do that. <laughs> I really enjoyed that the authors of the, of the quarterly this quarter suggested reading through 1 Corinthians 13 and everywhere the word love showed up, put your name there. I did that. And I did that too. And it was a really, really eye-opening. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was quite moving to do that. So if you haven't done that, go ahead and do that. Read it through, changing the word love or charity for your name, and then read it through. Yeah, so where it says in verse 4, 1 Corinthians 13, 4, where it says love suffers long, put in there... Paul suffers Paul long. suffers long. And then the natural question is... Uh, do I? <laughs> does it? Yeah. Um, so suffers long. Some, some translations say patience. we got to have patience with each other if we're going to have unity because right. inevitably there's going to be there's going to be things to separate us and we got to be patient whilst right. the other person figures and, it out and the thing is you know so if you're home on your own you're a single person maybe for whatever reason and we've talked about that in previous weeks but if you're a single person it's pretty easy to be patient you just I, got yourself to be patient with. I was nigh on perfect until yeah. people came up. Right, and then, so then you get married and it's like, woo! And then you have children. Oh my, if you thought you were patient before you had children, then all of a sudden you find out you didn't have any at all. <laughs> yeah, so love is patient, love suffers long, and love is kind. Obviously, we can't go through the whole mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, kindness again. It's a, it's a big part of family unity. As soon as unkindness comes in, uh, it, the 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 defrag starts right um, and this love by the way yes this love is supernatural 
Oh yeah, it's nothing that we can Cause, produce. Because it's not natural. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of love, when it goes over that self that we talked about right at the beginning, and this this kind of love does not come without the Lord bringing it. It's, it. it's going back to this previous slide here. It's when we are a new creature, mm -hmm. when everything in us has been made new or is being made new by Christ, that's the love that we're talking about. And that's the kindness right. we're talking about. And it's about. the proper use of the word supernatural. Yes, yeah. Okay, just verse five, just real quickly. Love does not seek its own. We're going to look at the unselfishness uh, in just a moment. And then another one I wanted to pick up on, because this is super important, is thinks no evil. Mm -hmm. If we start evil surmising on, oh, I know why you're doing that, and you're putting two and two together and coming up with five, of course, you think it's four, but it's <laughs> not, it's really five. If we start thinking evil of other people in the family and the trust factor starts disappearing, we are in trouble. Mm -hmm. The only way to pull that back is to think no evil. Just just right. totally keep giving people the benefit of the doubt, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Put How in many the best times? construction on anything. 70 times seven. And, yeah. and the, the beauty is, is that as we find how to do this in the family, it won't just stay there. It will radiate out into the church yes. and beyond into our neighbors or whomever, yes. where we just don't evil surmise on anything people do or don't do. Okay, well, for the sake of time, we're going to move on. Uh, we, we only scratched the surface of 1 Corinthians 13 mm -hmm. there. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's go to this quote. I wanted to bring this quote up. <laughs> if pride and selfishness were laid aside, five minutes would remove most difficulties. Now, it doesn't say five minutes would remove all, all difficulties. <laughs> Some things take longer right, to work through. Right. But most of the little annoyances, the petty things that go on that turn into, you know, mountains from molehills, five minutes. If we laid aside pride and selfishness and we just said, you know, I was wrong. I was just wrong. Forgive me. Well, it's this, you know, I call it the I, me, my, mine focus. It's all about me. Now, you know, when children come into the world and they get past that initial babyhood stage and they're beginning to demonstrate their personality, what, what does their world revolve around? Or should I say who? Themselves. It's themselves. Yeah. It's totally themselves. And they get a little bit bigger and they want what they can't have. And, you know, our, these phones weren't around when our children were little, thank the Lord, but they weren't. <laughs> but nowadays, that's what they want and they want their hands on stuff. And if we don't get that dealt with in babyhood and as they grow into childhood, it's right there through adulthood. This focus of me, mine, my, I, everything, the world revolves around me. We know people. As yeah. We all know people who think the world revolves around them. Yeah, and and left to our carnal self, you and I are the same. Right, oh, totally. <clears throat> um, and for me, as I read through this lesson, thinking about selfishness, the, the, the lesson title for Tuesday was Selfishness, Family Destroyer. And it really mm -hmm. is. I mm -hmm. mean, you think in the, in the Navy, you know, a destroyer. It's out there to do a job. That's what selfishness will do in a family. Right. And so how do I deal with my selfishness? And I've had to face this. It's a case of getting on your knees and saying, God, help me. I am so selfish. I, I'm, I, it's just, I just want it my way all the time. We've <laughs> got to get down on our knees and say, not my will, but thine be done. It's right. a simple prayer. It's a simple scripture. But it's a, you only get the victory on that in on your knees 
in your closet. Right, and, and really the family is the best place to learn how to deal with this stuff. Yeah. It really is. If you want to get out in the big wide world and, and not be self-centered, family's where you're going to learn it. And there's a Bible verse here, Philippians. In Philippians chapter 2. Philippians, some people Philippians. say. Philippians. You're, you're, Philippians. Your Britishness <laughs> is coming out. Chapter 2 of that book <laughs> and verse 3 and 4 says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look, on, look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. That really sums it up. It's not all about me and what I want. It's about everybody else. And if we are all looking out for each other, guess what happens to me? I get taken care of. I yeah, don't have to do yeah, it for myself because yeah. others will do it for me. Yeah. Now, the, just being speaking real practically to that, you can end up feeling, at least I've ended up feeling like, I'm just thinking of everybody else all the time, all the time and mm -hmm, all the time. Mm -hmm. And they just keep taking and taking and I keep giving. And it's like, it needs to be shared out. What do you do with feelings <laughs> like that? Well, you go to the Bible verse that says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And you... you you dwell upon the blessings you're having by blessing others. Right. And instead of focusing on poor old me, because I didn't get, you you enjoy being able to give to others. So and and you suddenly notice, oh, I'm being blessed. So it's, a, it's really another key to family unity here. It's just a total investment in everybody else. Right. Right, um, which is exactly how Christ lived his whole life. Yeah, all the way down all to the way through. forgive them for yeah. they know not what they do. And and this whole, I mean, we could talk for hours on this subject of self and how that works in the home and how much oh, of a destroyer we're, it we're, is. We've, we've had self in our home for, <laughs> for 30, you know, years. 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> and previous, and when, we were, when we were on our own too. But the key really here is... We have to be daily connected to our Savior, Jesus Christ. And the only way that's going to happen is by earnest prayer and Bible study. And is that just for us? And when our kids get to like 18, they start having that? Or maybe when they get to eight? Yep. No. We, in our family, it was babyhood. We taught them how to have time with Jesus every day. Yeah. And when they were too small to read for themselves, they sat on your knee and you read to them in their, yeah, for their I devotions. And, and pre that, when you know Hannah was two and Caleb came on the scene, we would have them just listen to scripture songs or to Bible stories. Yeah. And little by little, that connection with their Savior was made. And then the whole subject that we're talking about is so much easier to tackle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to have to move on to mm -hmm. Wednesday. Wednesday was submission. Um, mm, everybody loves that topic. <laughs> oh, submission. Let's talk about that. And actually, <laughs> it was based on Ephesians chapters five and six. And if you look there, obviously, again, this is a, just a 20 minute overview. We can't go into too much detail, but uh, Ephesians 5.22, wives submit. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that And verse. the ladies <laughs> just totally love yeah, that oh, whole... Every, I mean, everybody loves that. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, just being real, the role of men in society today is a different place. Women want don't want to submit to husbands. Right. They want to have the job. They want to be in the society. They want to be the head of the family in all those places. And actually submission to your husband is kind of like a dirty subject. Yeah, it's like kind of countercultural now. Oh, it's yeah. Like, wow, that's old fashioned. If anything, 
let the husband submit to the wife. Right, but let's go back to Ephesians. <laughs> These are the keys to family unity. We didn't write them. No,、nope. this is what it is. Wives submit. That's what. That's part of it. Husbands love.、Mm -hmm. It's very hard for a wife to submit to an unloving husband, but if the husband is doing his part, makes it a lot easier for the wife. And to do if her the、part. wife is submitting, which is really in submission to your husband, is really showing him respect as the leader of the house.、Right. So if we、and、guys, we like respect. That's right. We could get into that whole subject, the love and respect subject. But as we submit and respect our husbands. They will love us in return, and the more they love us, the more we want to submit、right. and respect to our husbands, and so that beautiful circle goes around. So I just wanted to rattle these off:、mm -hmm. Ephesians, wives submit; five twenty-five,、uh, husbands love; see Ephesians six one, childrens children obey; and then、uh, Ephesians six four, fathers don't provoke.、Mm -hmm. um, we haven't got time necessarily to go into children obey, but the fathers not provoke, and then it doesn't say anything to mothers here. I was going through this thinking, okay, wives, husband, children, fathers, nothing for mothers. So I concluded then that when it comes to love in the family, mothers must just be perfect. <laughs> well, probably they're closer to perfect than anybody else in the family because you know a mother's love. You know, even the Bible talks about can a mother forget her child? Like, nah, it's never going to happen. She can, compared with how God relates to us. But yeah, a mother's love—mothers、uh, are really、um, key in family unity,、uh, in in unifying、mm -hmm. the family.、Mm -hmm. So we can't we can't say too much more about submission,、uh, just for the sake of time. But you wanted to talk a little bit about、uh, living the love we promise, the the commitment to each right, other. Right, you know that 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 commitment is. Commitment from parents to children, for siblings in the marriage, and it goes all the way through in the family. And you know, I don't, I don't know that we have time for illustrations for all of that. But I was thinking about siblings. You know, so when when Caleb is two years younger than Hannah, and so when Hannah was about sixteen, I think Caleb began to kick in to. Realizing he needed to be protector for his sister, and kind of, I remember him literally getting in between a young man who was headed for Hannah and wanted to give her a big hug, and her brother was not real comfortable with this, and so he <laughs> got in there and he got the big hug. <laughs> and, he was you know, committed to his he sister. He was committed, and committed you know, to protecting we, her, yes. yeah, and we, when our children. You know they're used to flying around the place, and when they fly, we really like it when they fly together because we know they're going to look out for each other. Hannah's not as tuned in necessarily to what gate and where she's going and all the rest of it. Caleb's <laughs> much more tuned into that, but Hannah is super tuned into what are those screens showing us. What influences are around us that that I need to be watching out for my brother on? So、right. there's that that commitment and unity within siblings. Now it's not always that way. It's not always that way in our family. There、yeah. can be a lot of disunity between siblings over certain food items that one or the other <laughs> might prefer. <laughs> you know how that goes. I mean, over the years, particularly. But、yeah. and then you know, as a family, you so. You know there can be commitment as a whole family unit when you're going through different things, and you know since Caleb was one year old, we've worked in the same work for the same ministry until last year, right? When he just just was turning twenty, and then that ended, and that pretty was、suddenly. pretty suddenly, and that was a real challenge for our family. And we pulled together as a family, and we've been supporting one another through that transition and through that change.、Mm. And that it sometimes those kind of things unify you as a family more than 
a lot of other right. things when you go through kind of a crisis well, it, you pull it together. It was a crisis for us and there could have been a real risk of, you know, because our kids are 22 and 24, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there could have been a real risk 20 of... 20 and 22. Sorry, where did I get that from? <laughs> I um, love it. <laughs> um, just defragging, just right, like, right. okay, what we were doing together has broken up, so we're all going our separate ways, but praise God, it, it stuck together. Right. And I think that was because we all had a commitment. And so what, I mean, our last name is Rain. We're the Rain family and we are committed to each other. Right. Now, we're not all in the same place and all, not all doing the same thing, but we're committed to right. each other. Right. And I don't know where your family is, but we've got to, we've got to commit to each other. We've got to commit to family because, you know, people who... Um, get into a relationship and then they end up living together, but they don't make the commitment mm -hmm, of marriage. Mm -hmm. It's not the same as when there's a commitment. Right. There. And then when some difficulty, a season of hardship comes into the family life, if there isn't that commitment between husband and wife I, or between the, the two bail. of them, yeah. it is the time. Yeah. And, you know, we've been we've been through all kinds of things. I mean, viewers would like to think oh yeah the rains Paul and Carol and they're just you know this lovey-dovey couple which we are but you know never any troubles never any difficulties absolutely not but we have learned or we are learning the process of being committed to one another through those difficulties yeah. that come our way. Yeah. Um, there's an old English saying um, it's actually nearly a thousand years old <laughs> blood is thicker than water. You remember that? It's really talking about the blood of family. Is it's it's more bonding than all the other relationships. Um, I've got a quote here I wanted to end on, mm -hmm. um, and this is phenomenal. It says, "The cause of division and discord in families. Yeah, that's what we're talking about, and in the church is separation from Christ. Mm. That's the bottom line. It goes on. It says." To come near to Christ is to come near to one another. That's the wheel. The secret of true unity in the church and in the family is not diplomacy. It's not management. It's not a superhuman effort to overcome difficulties, although there will be much of this to do, but union with Christ. Amen. That really takes us full circle mm -hmm. right back to mm -hmm. where we started, that it's only Christ. We got to be a new creature. It's him and it's us being connected to him. Yeah. Okay, well, next week we are on season of parenting. Oh, that will be fun. Yeah, there's a lot in the scriptures. And in a 13-week session, we're obviously we're going to take one week and look at parenting. So join us next week here on The Home Place. Till then, God bless from Paul and Carolyn.